0: Welcome to New Catholic Church. You're listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Daryl Finsley. It's also a time of receiving. You know, most of the time, if you're a kid, we ask kids, what are you going to get for Christmas? And they have a list. Adults have a wish, right? Wish you a Merry Christmas. You know what I want for Christmas? What I would love to have, that's what I was thinking about as I was preparing. What, what would you want for Christmas, really want? I would want a word from God. I would want a word from God. Because I have discovered that one word from God is better than any other gift you might receive. Wouldn't it be wonderful if this Christmas God got personal with each of us? I think He wants to. I think He's still speaking. In fact, I know He's still speaking. But the question is, how would you handle a word from God? And I believe the Christmas story itself tells us how you could have a Merry Christmas, only the misspelling, the Mary, M-A-R-Y. I believe that Mary could give us a great example of how God gets personal and how you handle a word from the Lord. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. We're going to be looking at the Christmas story together and, uh, and, and see if we can find some instruction here that would help us experience the Christ of Christmas this year. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Nazareth. Now, we hear that, and we know the Christmas story, and we're all excited. But if you'd have heard that in Jesus' day, Nazareth was not a religious center. It was not even a place that people considered to be on the map. And you remember when Jesus, when Nathaniel was told about Jesus from Nazareth, he said, Nazareth, what good (coughs) can come out of Nazareth? First thing I want you to understand is you don't have to be somebody from somewhere to get a word from God. God sent the angel to Nazareth. He sent His Word. That would be like sending it to Lampasus. It's amazing to me when I get somebody on the phone, they try to pronounce it. Lamb Lam. They get the first three letters. They're scared of the last letters. That's probably how they were saying about na- 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 Nazareth. Nazareth. And I want you to understand, we've heard the Christmas story for so so long that we have put it on a pedestal. I want you to know, the Christmas story is the natural outworking of the Word of God. So let's look at verse 27. He sent that angel to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now Mary was probably around 13 years old. She was betrothed. That's a legal terminology to talk about her engagement, her uh, wedding had her marriage had been arranged. This betrothal would last about a year. So what this says to you is that she already had plans. She had plans. She was betrothed to Joseph. She already had plans. God comes with a word with His plan. Let me tell you. Sometimes God's word. Gets in the way of your plans. Her plans met God's plans. And here's the, here's the dilemma. Who's going to win out? When you have plans and God has plans, are we willing to listen to His Word? Are we willing to hear it? What happens in your life when God's plans run into your plans? Verse 28, and having come came come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. <laughs> she is troubled. You think that's probably the world's most understated statement? If you were in the presence of Gabriel, and he was telling you that you were... Highly favored, and the Lord was with you. Uh, but but I want to say something here, and it may be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't make Mary out more than she was. Notice it says, "Blessed are you among women, not above women." So what she, I want you to hear that God is bringing this word to someone He had favored. Not that was favored. If you really read this in the original, it says rejoice, graced one, highly graced one, for the Lord is with you. And blessed are you among women. Favor was in the Lord's choice, not in some attribute of Mary. That gives us all hope. That the Word coming to you is not because you deserve something or because you've earned something, but because the Lord wants to do something. You might hear a word you never expected. Look at verse 30. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. Literally, you have been given favor. You've been made favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now if you just read that quickly, you just kind of run over and it's just kind of a run on. But let me tell you, have you ever thought what Mary's face would have looked like when the angel was saying that? A 13-year-old girl hearing these words, I can imagine her eyes are as big as silver dollars. And she was sitting there astounded of what was being said. This was being said to her. Mary, God's with you. You've been chosen to conceive and bring forth the Savior of your people. He will be great, incomparable, far above all others, the son of the highest. He will be given the throne of David, who was king and reigned forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow. Astonishment. Then Mary said, verse 34, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? I don't have a husband. Now, this amazed me. She didn't ask why she didn't even ask when she said how there's a world of difference between asking how and asking why she wasn't doubting or questioning the words only looking for the way that they would come to pass how different we are you see we question the rationale not the way it's to be done We want to know why, when, where. Mary heard the word and she said, how? And the angel answers her. Then the angel answered and said to her, verse 35, The, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Notice the entire Godhead is involved in this answer. The Holy Spirit, the highest, and the one born, the Son of God. The Holy Spirit, the highest, and the one born, the Son of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. That word in the Greek is ep- epikomai, which means to, will supervene or influence it's the same Holy Spirit that Genesis says in Genesis 1-2. And the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved, came upon the face of the waters. This was the same Holy Spirit that was going to come upon Mary. And the highest will overshadow you. <coughs> that word... In the Greek means to invest with preternatural power. It's out of the, beyond the normal course of nature, that kind of influence. God's going to do something you have, we have no way of describing. Because it's not natural. It's not normal. There's no way in your English or Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic language, I can tell you. And here's the thing, the Word doesn't depend on you or your understanding. And but the angel goes on and gives her a sign. She's Verse 36, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, also has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. A sign points to a way. Elizabeth is six months pregnant. She's an old woman. And she was known in the community and in the priesthood as being barren. And now she's six months pregnant. It's a sign to you, Mary. Elizabeth, who was called barren, is going to give birth. And then he makes a statement, and this is what I want you to see, because this really speaks to this Christmas today. For with God, verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, I want to show you this in the original, the Greek itself, because I want you to understand that what is translated in our, in our Bible sometimes misses the full meaning, and I think it will help you to see it. That Each word, if you move that over a little bit, it would be for, not, without power with God every spoken is every spoken word in other words here's the best way to say it put it up there would you for no spoken word of God will be without power or ability when God speaks a word that word has within it the nature of the one who spoke it who has the ability to do what he said it would do When God gives you a word, that word does not depend on you. It depends on the one who said it. You have a responsibility that we're going to talk about in just a moment. But let me just say this from the outset. The word of God, when God speaks the word, it has the power of God on it to accomplish what He said. Now that's important what gabriel is saying to mary is mary i know you don't have a husband and i know you've never known a baby to be conceived without a man's help but mary if you understand the nature of god's word you would know that when god says a thing inherent in what he says is the power to bring it past to bring it to pass the word of god has power That's why the greatest gift you could receive this Christmas is a spoken word from God. Because it has within itself the power to bring it to pass. When God gives you a word, in that word is the ability for it to be accomplished. Now notice what Mary says in verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, see I'm the servant of the Lord. Then let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So I want to tell you how to have a Merry Christmas. How did Mary respond to this word? Now the key, I want you to please don't miss, I've said it enough times, hopefully you won't miss it. The power's in the word. The power was not in Mary's ability or Mary's worth or Mary's anything. The ability for that word to come to pass, Jesus to be born, was in the God who said it. She was just a receptacle and a conduit to bring what God had said into reality on earth as it was in heaven. Mary said, Here am I. Let it be to me just as you said. And the angel left. He is done. So how do you have a Merry Christmas? Let's look at her, what Mary did with the word she received. First of all, Mary heard the word. And I can hear somebody saying, yeah, but Mary had an angel, Gabriel no less. You know, if Gabriel showed up at my house and rang my doorbell, I'd listen too. Can I tell you, you, Gabriel may have shown up at your house and rung the doorbell. Hebrews says you sometimes entertain angels unaware. What the Bible says is you may have heard a lot of words from God that you didn't take and listen to. And here, let me just say this, you have somebody much greater than Gabriel. Thanks to Gabriel's message and Mary receiving it and Jesus being born and Him dying on a cross and Him being raised and ascending back to the Father, He sent His Holy Spirit Who now abides within us, we have one better than Gabriel to give us a word. He lives with you. To think that you have to have an angel to get a word from God is to miss the point. The God who speaks it is the God who abides with you. Mary heard the word, she received the word. Her immediate reply to Gabriel was, I'm the Lord's maidservant. This is Mary's way of saying, I belong to you. I make myself available to you. Now, do you think Mary understood what was fixing to be happening? I don't either. No more than me and you would. Mary's planning on marrying Joseph. What about Joseph? How am I going to get him to understand? What will people think? What will they say? Where can I go? How am I supposed to handle this? She might have thought all of that, but she never expressed it. She received the Word in gentle, quiet faith. You see, real faith doesn't need to understand. It needs to believe in the One who said it. Faith doesn't have to figure things out. So often when we hear hear something from God, here's what we tend to do. I'm going to have to think about this. Well, let me ask you, what are you going to use to think about a word from God? You're going to use your brain? You know, by the time you were five years old, the world system had already put you into a school of self-sufficiency. You learned to tie your own shoes. No, I can do it myself. Isn't it funny? We're going to use... And here's the word. You know what normal is for the world? Without God. So you're going to use what's normal to, hear, to, 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 to figure out a word of God. You're going, to... In other words, it's foolishness. 95% of what you understand is from the world system. We're schooled to be self-sufficient, to be reasonable, with reasonable being defined as what's normal. And normal to the world doesn't include God. And you want to think it over? God says this, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. The amazing thing, the reason I know Mary received grace is because she said, let it be to me according to your word. She received what she heard. Can I tell you this? The people who accomplish the most in the kingdom of God are not great achievers, they're great receivers. There are people who know how to receive the Word of God and know that the Word has its own power and all they have to do is receive it and participate with it. She, received, she heard the Word. She received the Word. Third, she confessed it. Be it unto me as you've said. Let it be to me according to your Word. I believe at that moment, instantaneously, she became pregnant. How? She received and confessed the Word. The Word of God was the seed implanted that brought forth life. You remember in Luke 8, Jesus tells the parable of the soils, the four different types of soils. And in the explanation, and as guy goes out and he sows the seed and it falls on different kind of soil... And in explaining it to his disciples, he said, the seed is the word of God. Did you know that word seed in Greek is spermos? The seed has the life in it. The seed, the word of God, has the life in it. And I believe when she received and confessed the word of God, the very life that was in the word she was given impregnated her by the power of God. I don't know if she felt any different. I don't know if anything happened in her mind or in her life. I don't know any of that thing. But let me tell you, I discovered some, this is the same way we're born again. The same way. The Word of God comes to us. We hear it. And when I say hear it, we really hear it. I don't mean that we've heard it with our ears. I, not the sounds of it. Not the words or the definitions of it. But there is a hearing of it that changes the way you think when you hear it the word of god comes to us we hear it we receive it we believe it's true we believe it for ourselves and we confess it and i believe at that moment we are born again born from above we become a new creation in christ jesus why because we've done and responded to the word that was given You're saved, you're born again by the power of God. Go ahead and try to explain it. It's not why, it's how. That's the way we're to continue to receive the Word. The same way you received it when you were born again. You didn't birth yourself again. God did it. So when you receive a word, I hear it, I receive it, and I confess it. That's good news because the word carries the power and ability to bring it to pass. Nothing is impossible for the God who speaks it. That's good news for all of us and very good news for some of us. Because every time around this time of year, do you feel the burden of life coming so many things going on, the ends of years, the beginnings of new years, the threats of past, the, uh, the fears of futures, the finances. Sometimes they look hopeless. A marriage may seem impossible. Members of your own family not getting along. Children who are far away from God. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe you're feeling lonely and far away from God. And here's the one word that we all use. It just seems impossible. Well, let me tell you something. When you think it's impossible, you need to talk to a God that impossible is not even a word in His vocabulary. All God has to do is give you a word, and with that word and within that word is the power to bring that word to pass and to accomplish that for which He sent it. That's why I think the best gift you could receive this Christmas is a personal word from God. Within it is the promise of His power. You want to have a Merry Christmas? M-A-R-Y? Set your attention on God. Listen to what He wants to say to you. Now, I want to say something because I want you to hear. Listen to what He wants to say to you. Don't presume you know what He would say. Well, I don't want God talking to me because I know if Santa thinks I've been bad, think what God thinks. No. Don't presume you know. Listen. That was the God who told the angels to tell the shepherds and cry out peace, goodwill toward men. Let me tell you what God has for men. Love, grace, peace, joy, news of great joy. Wouldn't you like to be thrilled this Christmas? Set your attention on God. Lord, I want a word from you. You can keep the trinkets and the things. I want a word. Because I know if you give me a word, what you've said has within it the nature and the power to bring it to pass in my life. Finally, this is the fourth thing. Mary heard it. She received it. She confessed it. But here's the thing, and most of us usually, we tend to leave out. She acted on it. She acted on what she had heard, received, and confessed. Her faith, it didn't require a doctor's diagnosis. She simply started acting on it. She put her faith into action. Look at verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Jacob and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Why did she go see Elizabeth? Because that was the sign that was given to her. And when Elizabeth, it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Folks, listen, don't make Mary out more than she was. She was blessed among women, not above women. She was a receptacle. She was a participant. She was... Truly graced by God to be elevated because of what she did in responding to God. Now, I want you to understand that because that gives hope for everybody. Everybody can be the recipient, can be the one who receives the Word and becomes the incubator of what God has purposed and what He wants to do. And it's in the power of the Word that it comes to pass, not in the ability of the one who receives it. You can get a word this year. In fact, one person walked out of the first service this morning, and she said, "When you said about asking for a word, I heard the word, and she gave me the word." And then she went on to say that this is words going to. And I said, "Step out on it. See what God's going to do. We can all receive a word. God's still speaking, and He wants you to receive the gift of Christmas, His word." Coming to pass in your life verse forty five blessed is he who is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. She believed and the promise there will be a fulfillment. Luke chapter 2 tells us the fulfillment. But what I want to talk to you this morning is, let God get personal with you this Christmas. You see, we get so busy and so going, so spending, so, so... Christmas sometimes loses its joy because of the trip we take. Carve you out some time to sit down and give your attention to the God who gave us the first Christmas and ask Him for a word for you and your family for this Christmas. You might be surprised at what He would say. In fact, I'm praying that He's already speaking to you. John tells us exactly what happened. John 1, 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Because Mary received, because she heard it, she received it, She confessed it and she acted on it. You and I are saved today. I wonder who would be saved if I heard and received and confessed and acted on it. I wonder who God would save by the power of His Word. I wonder what He wants me to be in my life in this time for His purpose. Ask Him. Lord, give me a word. Don't leave all that in the past. Christ came to be flesh so He could make it possible that you might become the dwelling place of God. God still wants the Word to become flesh in us. God wants to get personal with you and through you. As you hear and receive and confess and respond to His Word, His Word accomplishes His will in us, through us, and on earth, even as it is in heaven. So let me close with this. Our problem's not hearing. I'm talking about hearing. Our problem's listening. Let me ask you a question. Let's just be honest with yourself. Don't answer me because I, I don't want to know the answer. Have you even turned your attention toward God and Christ? Or has your attention been turned to the things that's going on? You know, when, when things come up to, that are overwhelming you, Do you look at how you might could fix it, or do you look to Him who could really fix it? See, the problem is, I keep looking for answers instead of looking to the answer. I keep waiting for something to happen instead of listening in such a way that I hear and know when I've heard it that if I'll receive it and confess it and act on it, God will accomplish it. Instead, I want to whine about it. Anybody whining with me this Christmas? All right. Our problem's not hearing, our problem's listening. Carve you out some time to listen. Our problem is also not seeing but looking. Are you looking for God? Are you really looking for Him to act in your life? Or you just wish He would? Some of us has lived in the impossible realm for so long, we don't look anymore to the one who doesn't have that word. Well, that's just the way it is. No, that's the way it was. The way it is, is what God says. And then the final thing is, it's so easy to sit back and expect somebody else to act on your word. It's amazing. I can hear it. I can, I can receive it. I can confess it. But if I never present myself to it, if I never step out on it, if I never act on it, all I'm doing is talking. Be a doer of the Word, not a hearer only. Well, how do you get a Word from God? How did Mary... It showed up. When's the last time you looked and listened to what God's already said? I've discovered something. God speaks real loud from what He has said into what He is doing. This is living and active, it's alive. Not because it's in a book or because it's old or because it's faithful. It's live because when God breathes on this Word, it becomes powerfully alive in you. Get a Word. Become a Mary this Christmas. Receive it. Confess it. Step out on it. God will bring it to pass. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, I pray this morning that You're already speaking to the hearts and lives of Your people. I pray, Lord, that we could join Mary and say, let it be to me according to Your Word. We're asking You to come pour out Your Spirit upon us. Would You come upon us this morning? Would you overshadow us with your presence? Would you do what you do in giving life out of love and grace? Lord, there's people here this morning that need your peace. They need your presence. There's people here that for the first time they heard the word, you really do want to bring it to pass. Father, would you let them step out on it and expect it? Lord, I pray this Christmas we would hear you, we would receive it, we would confess it, and we would act on it. For if we do, we'll see the glory of God and your goodness. Meet us where we are, take us where you're going, in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand together with me? Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlamppasses.com.